This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. All right, Luca Nation, we're live. And I wanted to hit the live button for you guys because the big log right there, he went to a show today. And guys, any times he goes to a show, he comes back with some feedback, some thoughts. So I have a few written down here. They'll mm. tell me, yeah, no. Okay, so first thing. You learned today that the Yankees need to stop batting judge leadoff for them to win. No. I know that was an a, it's an A-Rod thing. Uh, he said, I know they kind of did analysis on it, but no, I mean, he was batting leadoff for the majority of the year and produced better than anybody in all of baseball. So that's not, what, that's not what's ailing them. What's ailing them is they are a feast or famine team. They do not, um, they do not, you know, hit. They do not run. They at two two yesterday. They put in LeCastro. He stole a base. They should have been able to move him over and score him, but instead they didn't. They're a home run team. Even the young kids who I was excited about having them on the team, you know, Cabrera and Peraza. Cabrero, you know, it's a home. It, everybody's trying to, you know, become the big hero. He was zero for five with three strikeouts yesterday. When you set up your team, you live and you die by the three-run home run. Isn't, isn't putting Aaron Judge leadoff kind of setting the hero tone from the get? Yeah, from the get. But okay. but it doesn't make a difference. Somebody, if Judge, listen, if he's if he is going to bat 0 for 10 or 0 for 9 with seven strikeouts or whatever it is he is, I mean, he's 0 for the series with seven strikeouts. It doesn't matter if he's in the one hole, the three hole, or the nine hole. He's not producing no matter where he is. So, mm-hmm. you know. Hobby is dying. You're selling everything. You came back from no, the show with that vibe. No, I, what I was amazed with actually was how many people were there doing like autographs and how many people were there, you know, like excited to see players and take pictures with them. And, you know, a lot of kids there, a lot of, you know, a lot of people. Um, I would say from a card perspective, I've been to that show in Hofstra many, many times. This was not the least crowded. It was definitely not the most crowded. Um I'll say, you know, card-wise, um, this is, um, you know, card-wise, I, I would say that, um, you know, um, I don't think there was as much foot traffic over by the cards, you know, like as much deal flow, uh, but definitely a lot of people over by the, uh, by the autographs. Maybe that's a switch to memorabilia. I don't know. The kids are buying up all the Jordan Poole cards, sure or false. If by kids you mean you, um, no. But I mean, listen, I, I I don't know whether it was true or somebody was sending me. But did he just sign a four year extension, or is there like uh, like I saw like news today? Four somebody signed four Tyler years one forty. It's called the Tyler Hero Special. Well, I mean, you know, Hero Hero produced. By the way, listen, um, if you look at 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 you know people who produce like the Hero, averaged over twenty points a game, so. You know, I mean, I know it's a different NBA, and everybody's scoring twenty points now. It seems, but Hero produced, man. Hero, you know, it happens. It's not exactly how you're relevant. It's kind of where I think Jordan Poole will end up. But it is and what it is. the hobby news you found out at the Hofstra show, 
Mm-hmm. The Fanatics is in fact going through with a purchase, and they are buying sports card radio and backyard breaks. I mean, that's possible. They were there. They were definitely there. Um, you know, Fanatics seems to be everywhere, but they were definitely there. No, I mean, listen, I think they're with Mar, they'll buy everybody, right? I mean, they're going to buy Panini, they're going to buy Sports Card Radio, they're going to buy Backyard Breaks, they'll buy it all. Uh, people were definitely talking about that. There were some jokes I overheard, you know, about don't buy that. You know, you know, if you actually want to get something good, you got to get it from Backyard Breaks, which, if we're going to be honest, only helps Backyard Breaks. Seriously, we talked about it before they put out their video yesterday. Why would you break with anyone else? If it's not true, okay, you have the same odds with any breaker. If it is true and they got loaded cases, you want to be breaking with them. You know, it's you know, it, it, smart stuff. Smart stuff. That, that was not the class I loved the most. So this one I deferred. I deferred to the experts. And welcome back to your weekly PWCC episode. Guys, remember... Premiere ends the 20th. We're recording this the 15th. Weekly is ending the 16th. But remember, Premiere ends this Thursday. Something to keep in mind. Now, Cage, this weekly has some of your favorite cards. It has these types of cards with no glitz, no glam, no refractor. The Topps Tiffany set. You have Kirby Puckett here. You have the Bowman Tiffany with King Griffey. You have a Topps Tiffany traded with Barry Bonds. Any thoughts on that market? Is that market as safe as they come? I mean, it is a, a manufactured scarcity for people like me. That's what Tiffany is. It's a glossy set. It's sort of like a Hoops Premium stock before we knew we were buying Hoops Premium stock, but with wow. an actual production number. That is really what it is. It's, it, is, it is our cards produced in the junk wax era, but with a limited production number. But you have to be careful. They're not all the same limited numbers, right? Each year had a different production number. And certain ones, condition-wise, are different than others. Take a look. I was surprised. Prior to last week, I owned a Barry Bonds Topps Tiffany. And if you look at the PSA 10 Barry Bonds Topps Tiffany, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, it's selling for a lot more than what I paid for. But there's like 400 and change PSA 10s, which, sure... It's rarer than just the regular tops. It's it, and it's not enough to go around for all the Barry Bonds fans in the world. But over four hundred PSA tens, it's not exactly the most limited thing in the world, especially carrying the price tag of you know what's that what's that at now five six thousand dollars already in the weekly right. Exactly. But now Kirby Puckett is not the name that Barry Bonds is. Not to you, I know you know Bonds. You probably have only heard of Puckett because of me talking about him. Right, exactly. but but to my generation, Puckett was he was an icon. I mean, he was he was a hitter. This is a guy who didn't strike out. This is a guy who you know just did everything right and was the face of a franchise. Um, his eighty-five tops Tiffany PSA ten, which I also own one with a PWCC designation for eye appeal, <laughs> is um, there's like fifty something of those. You know, something like, you know, a little more than 10% of the, of the number that there were. So when that one I saw selling for, I think it's four and change, almost five right now. Uh, when I looked at it last this morning, doing some prep work for this show, that, that didn't surprise me as much because that card, I remember when I bought the two of those cards, when I, you know, I had some money to spend and I'm like, these are cards I love, you know, in the eighties when I was collecting, I paid more for my pocket than I paid for the bonds. I did. I paid, I think I paid. It is a better name. <laughs> it's a much better name. But yeah, I paid more for that. It, it, is, a, it is a cool thing. There is scarcity there. Um, but be careful. Check out the production numbers on those. Check out the population. 
There's um, a card I want to shift your guys' attention to uh, is a Kobe Bryant. I think what's interesting about this card, and I think the market sees that, it's his one of his last signatures, one of his last autos. So there's a 2019 impeccable Kobe Bryant auto, and it's an on-card auto. So what's really interesting about that, if you guys have been following the Kobe market, I don't want to like generalize, but a lot of his non-flawless, non-game-worn patch autos are right in that two, three thousand dollar range, mm-hmm. especially ungraded. Right, right in that two, three thousand somewhere. Above. This one is sitting at thirty-eight hundred, and then something intuitively tells me that people recognize that this might be one of the last on-card autos he's ever signed. So you'll see an ungraded, impeccable 2019 Kobe Bryant on-card auto is available on this weekly auction. And I'm really interested watching it. And I'm really interested after watching it, watching social media to see the person who buys that, if in fact my theory is true, in that that might be one of his last on-card autos for Panini. Wow. Listen, I like that because you know what you just did there? Remember we talked about Hobby Fresh, new to market, you name it. That card is not new to market. And sometimes, like the 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 Kobe sneakers, right? That 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 are being auctioned in the premiere, right? There were photo matching of that. There was this added piece to the story that made it something more valuable. If that is ever confirmed by Panini, this is the last on card. This is the last thing Kobe's. That could be a cool thing. That is, it it makes that card, which is a known commodity, something cooler. Something sure. more creative pricing you can do with, right? Even though it's not a one of one, uh, that's a, it's a very interesting take. It's a, definitely a different way to go. I have a question for you. Sure. World Cup is coming, so we should yeah. talk for a minute or two about the World Cup and about how PWCC is going to be putting a renewed focus on soccer cards. They'll probably be posting more of them on their own social. So if you have soccer cards, um, football cards, is this the time to be? you know, putting them into the weekly, putting them into the premiere, right? Soccer's coming, you know, uh, November 20th, I think it is. It's basically for the month between Thanksgiving and Christmas here, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, is that November and December premiere, those weekly auctions while that stuff is going on the couple weeks before, is that a time to get your soccer cards out there and sell them? I mean, bes- and, and then the second part of the question is, besides Holland, who's going to have a good World Cup? Holland's not at the World Cup. Um, it's interesting if I have to, <laughs> if I have to like, so, so someone I'm really looking at for the world cup is, is Harry Kane. I've brought him up before. Just like if you guys want a player captain of England, I think he's super underappreciated. Tottenham's very good, but I, I would just think about it a little bit differently in terms of strategy. We don't, we weren't able to prepare for this world cup as a hobby. It, it's, it's a weird timing. You know, first off the world cup comes every four years and then this one didn't even come in the summer came in the winter so that old you know buy the hype sell the news i think it doesn't apply here i think this world cup will be very much performance driven i think you'll see prices rise and fall depending on how people actually perform not on like you know like you see today jordan pool uh got a contract and for some reason that makes people in the stories post photos and like his ticker price up i don't get the correlation like because he got paid doesn't mean his cards are going to go up in value at all but people no, but, but I mean, I think it's because he's staying there. You know what I mean? He's with a good franchise after getting knocked unconscious by Draymond Green and embarrassed um, 
it's very possible that he, they could have traded him and or come out and said, we're not talking about Jordan Poole and signing him in the contract the whole and maybe it would be fractured and maybe he'd wind up nobody, in Minnesota. Nobody that I know that watches and knows ball ever thought they would let him go. Jordan Poole's – you know what Jordan Poole's free throw shooting percentage was last year? Yeah, he was a uh, tenth or, or two-tenths higher than Steph Curry. Right. So he, was, Kerr, he led the league in free throws. So Kerr's biggest like foundation is that there are no great three-point shooters. They're just great shooters. So when they just found Jordan Poole to be the next great shooter that they think after uh, Clay and Curry, no way they're going to let a great shooter walk. It's their, it's their entire system. So, but now you have confirmation sure. that he's not. So that's people, people who do this well, now, he knows he's going to stay there. So but, it's but almost say, like when Mbappe signed with uh, Paris Saint-Germain so and all of a sudden, people were down arrows because they're like, "Oh man, he wimped out. He's not, you know, he's not going to go play with the real class." And now this week, I saw people posting the up arrows because it's like, "Oh, he asked out. Maybe he'll actually play for a good team. Maybe he'll actually play for up a competition." For the for the lay person, the idiots like me who don't actually watch the game and know what kind of shooter Jordan Poole is, it actually does matter, you know, for us from a you know from a from a you know now we have something solid to bank on perspective. That's interesting. I don't see any correlation to a, a contract is why I would bet on the player. Stability. You know where he is, right? So it's funny. Like I've talked about um, uh, Anthony Edwards. Everybody, oh, Anthony Edwards is the guy to buy. Got to buy this year. And I say no because he's in Minnesota. And I don't think he's ever going to get out of Minnesota. That said, if during the season Minnesota came out and said we're shopping around Anthony Edwards – and all of a sudden, like, I don't know, the Bucks or Dallas or a destination that is hobby relevant because who he'd be paired up with and maybe winning a championship. All of a sudden, I'd be like, let's go up arrows, sign him a contract. You know, the situation you're in, not the contract itself, not the money, not to get paid, but the, the stability of what might be there and the potential for hobby relevance is what I think matters. Okay. So, so I'll Different. tell you guys, I've truthfully never capitalized on like these movements. Uh, I'm a player performance guy, but if you're going that route, I would look at Mbappe. I think the reason he stayed at PSG is because he knew the World Cup was coming around. He wanted to stay loyal to his French team because France is in the World Cup and he doesn't want to alienate those fans. And I think right after the World Cup is done, I think he moves to Real Madrid in the next offseason window. There you go. But, but What about Ronaldo? Uh, Other end of the spectrum. Swan Songy just got a 700 goal. There's a really nice Ronaldo card in this auction. Um, it's a 2014 Panini Prism World Cup signatures. Ronaldo Auto, BGS 9.5. I mean, World Cup's coming. Can he have what a good makes, World Cup? What makes me worried about Ronaldo and Messi is it's similar to the Luca effect. It was cards that got ahead of themselves because of their past performance. And they've come down, but we don't know where their floor is. So you know this, what, what I'm kind of referencing? Yep. You... Yep. You see this oftentimes when cards get ahead of themselves. There's a market pullback, but we're not sure what has been priced in, right? So short of winning the World Cup and being the golden boot, do do I don't think that his prices will have as much of an upside. And honestly, either will Messi's based on how I'm watching the current market where comparatively you look at a Neymar, I think he would have more upside. Can I tell you where I would go? Sure. For soccer? Because I don't know soccer. I don't watch soccer. I don't know the leagues. Um, you know, unless Barca is playing Ajax, I am not watching. So um, here's where I go, and this is where I've always gone. 
Right when people were buying, you know, fancy baseball tatis, you name it. Sure, I was sprinkling some money on those guys. And when people were buying, you know, basketball, I was sure sprinkling. But I went back. I bought the mantles. I bought the Hank Aaron's. You know, I went back. I I, I buy vintage. I buy you know the the '80s guys. How about Pele? You know, and in this auction, a really cool one, 1959 Einerle soccer Pele rookie. I mean, there's a million Pele's. That was part of the problem I had with Pele, right? You don't know which one is the one to actually go for, just like Muhammad Ali. What's... But it's autographed. Okay. It's it's an on card. What is you it don't, there's not, you can You can put 1959 Pele auto, and it'll probably pop up. It, Einer, it's H-E-I-N-E-R-L-E. And it's cool. It's like he's – I think he's getting a headbutt and it's slabbed and it's got his signature right on the card. Um, you know, Pele Autos, he's alive. You know, he's still signing stuff. I mean, I, at the Hofstra show today, I saw Pele jerseys, not game worn. Pele jerseys, $295. And a Pele soccer ball was like $695. So, you know, it's not like the autograph itself. But something like this, you don't see often a rookie card, you know, an actual card of his on-card auto of Pele. There's not that many of them. So interesting way to play World Cup and popularity of soccer there. I think what makes the soccer market interesting too, it's in its infancy, right? We'll have to see. I personally believe it's here to stay, but I think it's it's here to stay, but it has to be tested, right? Mm-hmm. It's only seen great times, and I'm curious to see who the true collectors are. Uh, what they do to withstand, right? And collectors also, in a way, they set what the future market will be. And they decide what's the true rookie, right? Uh, there's a reason that Fleer Jordan has stood the test of time. So it, I, I think Pele autos are, uh, Pele on-card autos are, you can't miss with that. Just an interesting, an interesting thing, you know? And, I have a uh, question for you. Shoot! At what Major grade, league. at what grade does, at what Price does grade not matter? Let me explain what I mean. So you have a card. You, for example, I'll give you you own a LeBron refractor BGS 10, right? Yes. At what grade, if you were to buy a six, seven, eight, would you'd be like, I just want to get into that card? It's gotta you be know? something that's rare. So that LeBron refractor, I don't know how many of them there are, they're not numbered. You have no idea how many of them there are out there, right? But it's got to be something that, you know, you can't get and you just want to be into it. A perfect example, by the way, is one of the cards in the PWCC auction, the 1997 Metal Universe Precious Metal Gems Green Steve Young. There's 15 of these, right? This one happens to be a BGS 7.5, right? Now, this is, if you're a Steve Young collector, and there are a lot of Steve Young collectors out there, it's his biggest non-rookie. I mean, he's got the USFL card, which is a big card. This card might even sell for more than any of his rookie cards just because there's only 15 of them. At this card, you just got to get in it. You know what I mean? Like, It's not about the price per se because this card is not – I think it's not going to sell for as much as a LeBron BGS 10 refractor. You know what I mean? That card is $50,000, $60,000, maybe more. I paid more, but it's gone down. Um, but this particular card – you don't know when your next chance to get one is, if ever. If you're a Steve Young fan, you can't say, you know what, BGS 7.5. I'm just going to hold out for the uh, the BGS 9. First of all, I don't even know if there is a BGS 9. Second of all, that might be holding out for 10 years. So th- it depends on the card itself. Um, you know, at least that's that's my take on it, right? Okay, so, so, so Cage is referencing the Precious Metal Gems, the green Steve Young. But let's use a different card. There's a LeBron Black Refractor, okay? Black Refractor rookie card uh, out of 99. 
If PSA 8 sold for 23500 this one's a PSA 7, Cage. What do you think is a fair price for that? It's sitting at 9750 If that ends for 15 k is that a bargain? That ends for 18 k is that a bargain? It's a beautiful eye appeal card. Do you care about the 7 grade on it? But remember, same rationale, right? There's 99 of those. You know how many are there. It's obviously a little... Um, it's not as rare as an out of 15 or something like that. But that the black, it, it's one of those cards that it seems like it has... You know, it has come up for sale every now and again. Like, I've seen a 10 recently. A 10's expensive. I've seen nines. You know, um, who's it? Cardboard Greats had a car, had one of those, I think. You know, the Black yeah. Border, Jeff. Um, you know, so I know where those are. I know, you know, what the story is. What I would say is with a sale like that, um, with an eight there, that sets a ceiling for a seven. You know what I mean? Because now you're, now you're sitting there thinking to yourself, all right, well, if the eight sold for 23 and a half, I'm not going to go anywhere close to that for a seven because I'll just hold out for another eight. There are other eights. You can check the pops. It's probably BGS ones. I'll, there'll be another time. I do not have to go close to 23.5 for a seven. Is a seven right. dead weight though? Like if you get a seven for 13, 14, 15. No. And that, I mean, that, that becomes, listen. Does it the really way matter I, between a seven and an eight? Does yes. that 8,000? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because that's one of those cards where it's, it's rare, but it's not rare enough where you're like, oh, I need to be in that card. You know, I need to get that card no matter what the no matter what the grade is. Now, some 99s, sure. But, I mean, listen, it does matter. Look, you're, you're, we're going to go crazy here, but, like, look at the LeBron Exquisite, right? That's out of 99. There's obviously levels of what you're going to pay for that. There's a BGS 9.5 out there now. There's a BGS 9. There's 8.5. There's a PSA 8, right? I think uh, there's a PSA 8 in the PWCC auction. Right, that PSA eight might be nicer than some of the BGS ones, significantly higher graded than that, right? Because PSA is tough on those thicker cards, um, you know. But each one, the grades have different levels of pricing on the card. It's the same thing as this, um, and even the PMG green. You know, what I would say is at Steve Young, the reason why you just want to get in and it doesn't matter the grade is because you don't. You, I don't know when the last time I saw one was, right? But if you had two next to each other. And one was a seven and a half, and one was an eight. You know, the eight's probably going to sell for more, probably, unless there's you know different eye appeal or some other reason for it. So I I like the topic, man. I like it. I definitely what do. What other cards stuck out to you in this auction? Sure. Um, I don't I don't want to buy him myself, but I know people love him. I know he's going to have a good season. The 2020 Panini Flawless Anthony Edwards RPA number one of 25 in PSA eight, right? So this is one that has its game used because it's flawless. It's his Jersey number, right? Also serial number one, right? Out of 25. It's got the eight, 10 from PSA. I mean, it's pretty solid on a thick car, right? So this is one of those really nice ones where you've talked about this, that when we look back, if Edwards is the guy, this is the kind of card that people will be looking at as a differentiator because it is actually game used. And there's so much dick sporting goods garbage going out there now right. that game used jersey number. Like it's just got so many boxes that this yeah. one checks off. On card. Um, on card. I mean, you take a look at it now, you see it? I mean, it's a nice card. It's a really nice card. Something I wanted to preach caution to you guys. So here's the card that Cage is talking about. I'll just bring up this card for half a second. 
be really careful with these low pop cards. Like for, for this Mojo, for example, is one is out of 25 pop two in a PSA 10. But what most of you guys might have seen is there's also a white sparkle version. That's a one of one of this card. Basically the exact same card. So there's all these different. I thought titles. that was a white sparkle from this from this view here. Sure. I was like, oh, it's a white sparkle. No, it's not. It's Mojo. So this, yeah, this, that card. That's a nice card. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really nice card. And you would think it would be more than that. And obviously, there's still time, you know, before uh, before the auction ends. But that's a really nice card. Cage, um, this card yeah. caught my eye. So on the surface, if you know nothing, you'd be like, "This is why, what makes this card special." I mean, there's a base. They, this is, but this is there's this card, and there's actually one in premiere right now called the Super Rave. Super right? Rave, yeah, yeah, out of 50, lower number, right? yeah, yeah. This one's out of what three ninety nine, I think. This one's out of three ninety nine, a pop eight. So if you don't want to break the bank on, you know, the Jordan Super Rave, which is going to be a five-figure card, this one is eerily affordable at sitting at 3100 bucks for a pop eight-number Jordan. You don't see these very often under 10 k You don't see very many low-pop Jordans that are serial-numbered. Fast, uh, Rewind to maybe yesterday's episode or two episodes ago where we talked about – I think it was yesterday's episode – 90s cards weren't even numbered most of the time. They started doing that later on. So to find a numbered Jordan card, PSA 10, Pop 8 in $3,000 is – it might not look like the coolest card, but that is a cool card, and Jordan collectors love that card. Not all numbered cards are created the same, folks. So compare and contrast that awesome card with one that there's one quarter of the pop of. The 2011 – you can pull this up if you like. 2011 Fleer Retro. Michael Jordan, PMG Red out of 100. So this is a tale of two cities, right? We know what PMGs are from the 90s. We know that they're loved by the people who are in their, you know, uh, mid to late 30s. And they are the money people in the hobby now. Everybody loves it. Now, this card seems to have the same art, seems to have the same look. But what it doesn't have going for it is it's not the nostalgia-driven um card Bulls. that people collected and went for in the 90s it also has his unc uniform and not his bulls uniform and this card you know you'd like to think we've talked pmgs to death here it's got the same kind of back it's got the same red blood cloudy look it's got the same art it's the same out of 100 same as everything else but this card is one percent of the price that his um his PMG from 1997 with so far. Yeah. Cage, the PSA 10 rave that I just showed or this one, if you had to pick. Same price, basically, right now. That's what I mean. Even though there's four times as many of that, there's way more than four times the demand for that other card. And so that's what I'd go for. I'd definitely go for the Superman rave. I don't think it's even but close in your Look mind. at this. But so how about this one? Click on the LeBron James. Look at that. I- I that looks so. just like it's a Z Force mm-hmm. Rave LeBron, not in his pro uniform. This is what I love, by the way, about the PWCC weekly auction. Mm-hmm. You literally could go down a rabbit hole and find anything. We were not, this is not something I planned on talking about, but it happened to be next to on the search what we just did as far as retro based on your search terms. You didn't put Jordan in, I guess. But look at this card. You got a Jordan that's going to sell for five, $8,000. Here's a LeBron. Right during his playing days, which you can't say about the retro Jordan BMG. I mean, he's actually playing. This is during you know during mm-hmm. his career, but it's got his Irish high school um, uniform on, and it's seventy dollars right now. And this is numbered also out of three ninety nine, just like the one you showed. 
last it's actually three ninety nine. Yeah, the perfect uh, cereal. I, I think this is a personal opinion. I actually like LeBron High School stuff. I think it's super cool. I think that's a cool card. I, I just I think LeBron High School stuff is really cool. I there's a few patch cards of LeBron. From Listen, the thing is, more. there's yeah, you you have to go with what you like, right? And this auction, when I started looking at it, there are ways that like you want if you want a Jordan PMG red, there is one there for way less than you'd pay. It's just not the PMG red that everybody's after. Same thing. Trying to get a Shohei Otani auto right now is not the easiest thing to do. He's expensive, but. You want to talk about a cool one? It's a rook. I'm talking about rookie autos. His rookie autos are expensive as hell. But 2018 Upper Deck Goodwin Champions Royalty Auto. I think it's Gowdy Royalty. Um, in BGS 9.5. A real different looking card. If it's one that floats your boat, it's pretty cool. He's, can you find this one? You see this one? 2018 I Upper Deck? I, I don't get the appeal. <laughs> So there you go. Cool looking card. 9-5 with a 10. I don't get the appeal at all, Cage. Can you explain it to me? Um, it's signed in kanji. It's signed in uh, you know, his his native uh, um, signature there. And it's real. I think that's cool. I think it's a cool looking photograph <coughs> there. I yeah, but it's not like his rookie card. He's in a suit. It's like a... I mean, do people even respect the Goodwin Champions set? Uh... Yeah. I would say that when I saw, I'll tell you guys when I saw that card, it was ninety five hundred bucks. I thought that was insane. It's him in a suit. I mean, yeah, it's a cool card, but but it's one that there are a lot of people who um, who don't like that. Just like there are a lot of people who don't like. So so well, think about it, right? What makes that card cool would be my first. We were question. saying Metro. Uh, we were saying the retro cards. I think of you. I think Metro. You think of like the retro cards, and you wouldn't like the Jordan retro PMG, but you did like the LeBron one in his high school uniform. You know, for seventy that's bucks, the, that's a ten thousand dollar card of him. Not even as a rookie. not everybody has the same wallet as you. It is a rookie. That's a rookie. Not really. Rookie. But yeah, it's from his rookie year, but that's not a rookie card. Why not? Because he's in a suit. Yeah. Okay, well, then tell me. Let's go to the next Not one. Not just this because is he's in the easiest way to do it. He doesn't it. have a rookie stamp. The 1998, if he was holding his jersey up, would that make it a rookie? I so knew you were going to go there. I said not, not just because of that. Top certified gold Peyton Manning rookie auto. I like that card. I love top certified on card autos. But, but, why, but, but, but why? He's holding his jersey in in the card. He's not like playing. Let he's not, let slow down. It's not That's obviously his rookie card. How? how? And, you, and, no, and no one can see it on YouTube but you. <laughs> Let me show you. That's obviously his rookie card. It's a cool card, by the way. Yeah, there was a 99 um, one last week. Look at that. I mean, he's in a suit. How dare I call that a rookie card? He's wearing a suit. Oh, he's got a suit on the back of the card, too. Oh, my God. Good. Forget it. Throw this one in the garbage. Andrew says no. Okay, would you He's want a, a suit? Pop, she can't a be a pop, rookie. Pop nine Manning on card auto, or would you want a pop twelve Shohei Otani in a suit for five X? Come they're on. Both, they're both in suits. Come on now. They're both in suits. Let's let's do a little market analysis. <laughs> Trey Luca Zion Joe. Trey <laughs> is like the forgotten brother you know like he's out of sight out of eye. <laughs> he's shockingly cheap compared to those four guys 
like pink pulsar Lucas outsell Trey and TM flawless. That's the how bad it's getting. Have we disrespected Trey, or are we just on another level of giving Ja Luca and Zion some our money? No, we're not disrespecting Trey. Does Trey to you look like someone who could be a superstar? I don't love his physical appearances. That what you're asking is that did just the look. That? Just no, look. he just, he is, his hair is 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 falling out. Just the look itself, right? As far as like who is, you're going to go to. Yeah, you're helping. I mean, you're you're. Listen, there's a lot that goes into where you put your money, right? And investing in Trey. What's funny about it is, Trey is awesome. I mean, he's very very good, but but a lot of the Trey success that was out there, a lot of the money. See, that's you. You. No, that's look you. Behind, look behind me. I learned this from you, monkey see, monkey do. Okay, so Trey is very, very good. He's a very good scorer. He can, he can, you know, fill the basket. But I think <laughs> you could fill a basket if you ask. Yeah, with groceries. You, so, so if you if you ask, yeah, basket. You're a basket case. Oh, why we're talking about baskets? But anyway, if you want to put him in a category, he's a scorer. But what I think Trey's market, because that's what you want to do, you're comparing Ja, Zion, Trey. Trey's market, there are very few Trey fans. Sure, there are some, right? But most of them are because they're bag holders now. But the majority of people who invested in Trey or talked about investing in Trey did it at a time where his cards were going up and his cards were going up because the market was going up. And his cards were going up. Why? Because people were looking for a ratio. Well, if Luca is worth this much, Trey is one third, one quarter. Now he's one fifth. That's got to contract. I mean, remember, we were talking about Trey when he was one third of Luca. And look what he's doing. I mean, do you realize that last year in 2021 22, that Luca and Trey finished fifth and sixth in scoring? They were. They were decimal points away from each other. Decimal points. And, I mean, they made exactly the same amount of threes per game. They made, they made 3.1 threes per game. I mean, just amazing stuff. Assists. I mean, Trey had more. Right? He did. 9.7 to 8.7. Of course, Luca had him in rebounds. But, wow, they should be – why are they one quarter of the way away from each other? Because – Trey's market was propped up by people who were looking for a Luca alternative at a bargain. It's not filled with people who were buying Trey because they thought Trey was great. It was not filled with people who were buying Trey because like Trey has the potential to be a generational superstar. No, he doesn't. He has a potential to be who's the number seven scorer in the league who scored a fraction below him. DeMar DeRozan. Not a lot of DeMar DeRozan people out there, right? offense, mid-range, got the jumper, pretty awesome. There's my comparison. And after a while, after 18, 19, 20, 21, after watching Trey score, people said, all right, we know what Trey is, and Trey's never going to be Luka. And we're not going to pay one-third, one-fourth, or even one-fifth of what we pay for Luka for Trey because Luka has a chance to be that next thing. They have not yet gotten there with Ja or with Zion. Zion, mostly because he hasn't been on the court. But he looks the part of somebody who could be a dominant force in the league for quite some time. And Ja did nothing last year to dissuade people from thinking that he is the guy who people are going to make posters of and put on their walls for the next 10 years. Trey, 
He did a crude advertisement. Were you a poster guy? I, I remember I used to put like my favorite oh, athletes yeah. on the walls. I, um, I got one more card before that. Do you have any others you want to, you know? Yes. I'm sorry, Lameem, for my Trey hatred there and blasphemy. I apologize. But it, it that is what I think of, of Trey, right? Trey is DeMar DeRosa. Trey is Kyrie Irving. You know, Trey is, I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers, you know, Ja was ninth in the league in scoring. Those guys I just mentioned, Kyrie, DeRozan, Trey, Luca, they were all ahead of Ja. The, the, ja the has that, was, he's got something else. Well, the, the, the team I think was what scared me on Trey was you saw the best you were ever going to see from his team. And the prices uh, did nothing. Yeah, agreed. And the, Right, uh, one more card I want to share with your guys' attention to, and I'm actually surprised that this card isn't lower pop, but this is a, to me, this is the definition of what a collector card is. So there's a 2005 SB game used authentic fabrics LeBron patch auto on card auto with a game worn patch number to 100. Mm-hmm. What surprises me is I would you would think that this is a little bit lower pop, and uh, you'd have to go to like the Beckett registry. I don't know how to use it that well. Um, but this is sitting at 5,000 bucks. Game worn jersey, LeBron on the Cavs, vertical, numbered out of 100, high grade 9.5 on card auto, sitting at 5,000 bucks. For the people out there, and I do think we speak to a group of collectors. It's on card? On card. Wow. All right. I, I don't know where that card is. I think I have a hunch it's not his rookie card, 2005, uh, not a significant year by any means. Uh, for LeBron, maybe $12,000 card. I don't know where it goes. It's sitting at 5700 now. But just to get into that, you know, when you see some of his RPAs and all that in the millions, this is a card that if you have a 10-year outlook, might be a pretty cool card to get into. Agreed. Nice card. That's it? You got anything else for us? I had fun at the show today. I got, you know, listen, there's, I could talk for 20 minutes about cards in this auction. There's a really nice 51 Bowman, Willie Mays, true rookie and PSA five. Nice card. Obviously not for everybody. It's a five figure card. That's a really, really nice card. Um, you know, there's just, there's so many cool items in a weekly, you know, that are, that are close to being, um, you know, premier worthy <laughs> items. You know what I mean? That, you know, you sit there and, and you're like, wow, look at these cards. I got to tell you, one of my favorite things to do with this is I pull up the weekly and I leave the top scroll up. Right. And there, it, it's, it's part of what I like about going to a card show. Like I'll look in a case and be like, I've never seen that before. Well, that's pretty cool. There are cards that scroll by that literally you've never seen. Also, if you're a Pokemon collector, there are several premiere worthy cards in this week's there's an o2 pokemon japanese mysterious mountains first hollow crystal charizard it's already at twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars. i don't remember the last time i saw one of these for sale if you're more of the english version the blastoise that everybody knows from the main set the one the charizard's the big one before this crazy run-up where everybody was talking about charizard gonna be a million dollar card all the talking heads talking about charizard 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 the Blastoise and the Charizard, they did not have as wide of a gap in pricing. Um, there's a Blastoise PSA 10, real nice one with a new uh, PSA flip on it. Um, it's already a 25.5 plus buyer's premium. That's a card that, you know, that has sold $40,000, $50,000, maybe even more when the Charizard was running. 
Um, if you're a fan of Michael Jordan and don't want to pay PSA 10 prices for his rookies or PSA for his stars, there is a BGS 9.5 Jordan um, sitting at 25.5, which is pretty low comparatively. And there is a BGS 8 star rookie only at 14.5. Um, you know, you know, you know my thoughts about the star, but uh, you know, ultimately those are coming back to where they, you know, where they otherwise, you know, would be, um, because you know, you're seeing more and more of them. So that's it. I mean, I could, like I said, I could probably do another 50 cards, but I've done enough of these and we could talk about them. <laughs> Aaron judge, you buy an Aaron judge. There's a cool Aaron judge card in here too, but you know, the black label one. Yeah, the the black wave. There's a black wave one. Uh, there's a, a rookie there's a black auto label as well. Uh, black label auto patch. Uh, but yeah, I saw the black wave. The the black wave or blue wave? It's black. Black wave out of fifty. Uh, no, soccer and uh, and basketball is where I've been at. With a little hockey. Mahomes. Let's give hockey some yes. love. Two hockey cards. Just two hockey cards. Hockey some love uh, because hockey just started this week, so people are starting to look at it. And then we'll let you guys that, go. That's what I wanted to bring up as you get into cards. I so there's the card ladder indexes, and if you look over the last uh, six to twelve months, hockey's actually the sport that's doing the best. And here's my thesis on it: uh, I the hockey collector base is strong. It's niche, but it's strong, and it's it's people that love those cards. They 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 live those cards. I think in a lot of cases they only buy or most of their portfolios is hockey. So as much as I don't know enough about it, I could respect game. I could respect the other communities and be like. That's a collector base. That's a that's a strong community. Two cards for those guys. One right. is like my deal. So one is 05 SP Authentic Alexander Ovechkin rookie auto out of 999 BGS 95. It's only $6750 right now. Obviously, we do these there's still time left in the auction. Who knows what it's going to end up but that card is bordering on iconic for hockey cards. Um Ovi's got some real nice stuff. This is one of them. And my favorite one for hockey in this one. Yes, it is a Gretzky. It is the 79 tops, not Opeachy. But here's why I like this one. We know what the 79 tops PSA 10 has sold for. We know what the 9 sells for. It's not exactly as high as the Opeachy one. But what you have here is a PSA 8. It is nicer than several 9s out there. It's got the PWCC E eye appeal rating, top 15%. This is a card that's currently at $6,700. It is one for somebody who has always wanted a a high end Gretzky rookie. Wants one that you're buying the card, not the holder. This one here, it, it checks all the boxes. You're getting a nine uh, caliber card for eight price. I saw. It. I think it's. I think it's spot on. Yeah, Cage, there you go. That's another episode. You're the man, Cage. You had a good time at the Hofstra show? I loved it, man. Had fun. But I am looking forward to Chantilly, Virginia, a week from today, October 22nd. Going to be there. Anybody out in Virginia you know, wants to come say hi? Maybe I'll bring some we, cigars. Who knows? We've got some DMs. People are going. Uh, so it, it's going to be a fun time. Chantilly show next Saturday, the 22nd. Peace, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. 
And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.